Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including uh, Florida State Senate President Kathleen Pasadomo. Uh, Boo Mortensen will be joining us, and Seat Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, will be with us as well. It is September the 27th, and on this day in 1864, the first Union inmates began to arrive at Andersonville Prison, which was still under construction in southern Georgia. Andersonville became synonymous with death as nearly a quarter of its inmates died in the captivity. Henry Wirtz, uh, who ran Andersonville, was executed after the war for brutality and mistreatment committed under his command. The prison, officially called Camp Sumter, became necessary after the prison exchange system between North and South collapsed in 1863 over disagreements about the handling of black soldiers. The stockade at Andersonville was hastily constructed using slave labor and was located in a George Woods near a railroad, but safely away from the front lines. Enclosing 16 acres of land, the prison was supposed to include wooden barracks, but the inflated price of lumber delayed the construction, and the Yankee soldiers imprisoned there lived under open skies, protected only by makeshift shanties called shebangs, constructed from scraps of wooden blankets. A stream initially provided fresh water, but within a few months, human waste had contaminated the creek. Andersonville was built to hold 10,000 men, but within six months, more than three times that number were incarcerated there. The creek banks eroded to create a swamp, which occupied a significant portion of the compound. Rations were uh, inadequate, and at times half of the population was reportedly ill. Some guards brutalized the inmates, and there was violence between factions of prisoners. Andersonville was the worst among many terrible Civil War prisons, both Union and Confederate. <clears throat> Andersonville in Georgia. Well, stocks fell as the Dow Jones got a special delivery from Amazon, which joined the index yesterday, replacing Walgreens. That didn't give the Dow a boost for the day, but it should help the index, whose performance is trailing the S&P 500, going forward by giving it some more tech power. Michigan holds, by the way, presidential primaries today. Former President Donald Trump leads the GOP race by double digits in recent polling. Michigan is one, uh, once again a closed shop meaning that many blue-collar workers will be forced to join a union whether they want to or not. For decades, Michigan was the poster child for the Rust Belt and the union power run amok. Closed factories turned Flint and Detroit into virtual ghost towns with extreme poverty and where drug dollar drillers were richest guys in town. Auto factories relocated out of the forced union states and moving vans delivered jobs to South Carolina, Alabama, Texas, and Tennessee. Why? Well, because uh, there, these were states with pro-business policies that didn't cede control to corrupt union brass. Over the last three decades, right-to-work states created a double the number of jobs as it did in forced union states. Michigan revi revived its economy in 2012 with right-to-work law. Now they've gone backward. This is a giant step back for the state of Michigan and tens of thousands of workers who have lost the freedom to choose whether they want to be in a union or not. Very sad. And by the way, Christian uh, Whitmer, I'm, I believe, is standing on the sidelines hoping, or at least would be considered a candidate to replace Joe Biden. She would be terrible. Well, marking the 30th anniversary of the Index of Economic Freedom, the Heritage Foundation released the 2024 edition of its annual Index of Economic Freedom yesterday. The index evaluates countries in four broad uh, policy areas that affect economic freedom, the rule of law, government size, regulatory efficiency, and open markets. The months uh, since mid-2022 have been tempestuous for the global economy, and the 2024 Index of Economic Freedom reveals just how fragile the economy has become. The cumulative downward pressure on the world economy is the product of bad economic policy choices from the coronavirus pandemic period, higher inflation, 
Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine and a broader conflict in the Middle East, among other economic and geopolitical tensions. The 2024 index, which considers economic policies and conditions in 184 sovereign countries from uh, July 1st, 22 to uh, t- June 30th, 23, reveals a world economy that, taken as a whole, is mostly unfree, regrettably. The global uh, average score is economic freedom has fallen further from the previous year's 59.3 to now at the lowest it's been since 2001, only 58.6. Globally, fiscal soundness has deteriorated significantly. Rising deficits and uh, mounting public debt in many countries have undermined and will likely further undercut the overall productivity growth and ultimately lead to economic sluggishness rather than a vibrant uh, growth pattern. Especially notable is the continuing decline within the mostly free category of the United States, whose score plummeted to 70.1, its lowest score ever in the 30-year history of the index. The U.S. is now the world's 25th freest economy. Can you believe that? United States 25th. The major causative factor is the erosion of America's economic freedom is excessive government spending, which has resulted in mounting deficit and debt burdens. These are important metrics, and... Uh, we need to put our eye on getting up the scale and making sure that we pass other countries like Denmark and so many others that are ahead of us. Well, former President Donald Trump on Monday appealed the uh, the $454 million judgment the New York judge Engeron handed him uh, uh, on his civil fraud trial. Trump's attorney said in a court filing that they're asking the appeals court to determine whether Engeron committed errors of law and or fact and whether he abused his jurisdiction and or discretion after his February 16th ruling against former President Donald Trump. Last week, Trump uh, asked Engeron to delay the payment ordered in the New York Democratic Attorney General Letitia James' civil fraud case, but the judge denied the request. The appeal did not address the request pause in payments. Before the trial even began, Engron had found Trump responsible for inflating his wealth to achieve and receive better terms on loans and insurance. The trial was to be to determine the penalties against Trump. It's resulted in Trump's being fined $355 million plus another $100 million in interest. The judge also issued an order banning Trump from serving as an officer of the New York-based business for three years and barring Trump's two oldest sons, Donald Jr. and Eric Trump, from serving as officers for two years. This is just a total travesty, a legal travesty, and uh, hopefully... Uh, a judge court, appeals court, will overturn this entire travesty. Well, Ronald McDaniel said she'll resign from position as a Republican National Committee chair days after Super Tuesday. The RNC has historically undergone change once we have a nominee, and it's always been my intention to honor that tradition, McDonald said in her resignation announcement. I remain committed to winning back the House, uh, White House and electing Republicans up and down the ballot in November, with a Super Tuesday scheduled for March the 5th, just over a week away, her resignation will be effective March the 8th. There's a, a report indicating that McDaniel would resign after South Carolina Republican presidential candidate uh, primary, which former President Donald Trump won on Saturday over former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. Trump has reportedly met with McDaniel earlier this month to discuss recommendations for the RNC. McDaniel, who has uh, served as RNC chair since 2017, has been under fire uh, over the past months over uh, fundraising shortfalls and underwhelming GOP election results. Now, who would want to give to the uh, RNC at this point when she's running the show and uh, she's got no results? The proof of the pudding's in the tasting, and she has not done a good job. She spent a lot of money, but she certainly hasn't gotten the results for the Republican Party. Be glad to uh, get the re- uh, replacements in. Well, aiming to keep the cost of your Sunday evening grocery trip from increasing, the FTC announced yesterday that it's suing uh, to block the $25 billion Kroger Albertsons merger. The FTC alleges that the merger, which would combine the second and fourth largest grocery store chains in the United States, would lead to higher food prices for customers at a time when Americans are already spending more of their money on food than they have in the past 30 years. The proposed mega grocery chain would uh, own 5,000 stores across the country, including popular stores like Fred Meyer, 
Rouse, and Safeway and would continue about control about 15% of the market, still short of the Walmart's 5,200 stores and more than 25% of market share. So what do Albertsons and Kroger say? Well, both companies claim customers would actually see lower prices if they teamed up. And while the FTC claims the merger would result in lower wages and worse conditions for workers, Kroger and Albertsons note that they are mostly unionized and argue that together they would be better able to compete with large non-unionized big shots like uh, Amazon, Costco, and Walmart. So under the Biden administration, the FTC has challenged several mergers that it claims could drive up consumer prices, including the proposed uh, JetBlue Spirit tie-up. In anticipation of the antitrust challenges, Kroger has already pledged $500 million to reduce prices and a billion dollars to increase wages and offered to divest 400 stores by selling them to Piggly Wiggly uh, or or to uh, CNS Wholesale Grocers. That wasn't enough. The agency called the proposal inadequate and said it fell short, far short of mitigating uh, lost competition. That's just a crock. You know, uh, just one store... Walmart has 25% of market share. Together, if they merge, uh, these two stores would have 15% market share. How is that any some sort any sort of a monopoly? It's not. And uh, and quite frankly, the merger between the two airlines that would have been a good idea, but it's uh, stopped by the FTC. These people are out of control, and uh, they don't confine themselves to the sidelines where they belong, not in the middle of Uh, free markets and uh, private markets. Well, the Palestinian Authority uh, shuck up the uh, government eyeing a post-war Gaza role. The Prime Minister of Palestinian Authority, which governs part of the Israel-occupied West Bank, submitted his government's resignation to President Abbas. The move came after neighboring countries and the U.S. pressured the Palestinian Authority to make changes so that it could manage Gaza after the war between Israel and Hamas ends. Abbas, who has taken, asked the government to stay on until he can form a new government, is expected to appoint Mustafa, a former World Bank official and chairman of the Palestine Investment Fund, as prime minister. Separately, President Biden set a deal for ceasefire between Israel and Hamas would come as soon as this weekend. You know, President Biden should probably stay out of other people's business. He doesn't do a very good job of managing business here at home. But irrespective, uh, that's an update. And uh, and I'm not even sure that uh, uh, Netanyahu and, and the Israelis have a sense of humor about forming a government out of the Palestine Liberation Organization. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. Hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, I'm going to be visiting with Kathleen Pasadomo, our Florida State Senate President. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. And now serving dinner, 4 to 8 p.m., Wednesdays through Saturdays, a terrific menu. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Mm-hmm. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252 252- Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Modley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, we have with us Kathleen Pasadoma, our Florida State Senate president. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. I just, this is You're coming to the end here, just two, uh, this week and next week, I guess, and then you have the end of the session. That's right. It's going fast. Wonderful. So what's your focus at this point? Well, you know, uh, we... The speaker and I agreed to allocations over the weekend. What that means is how much money we have available in each budget silo. Uh, ranges from environment to health care, education, transportation. Um, there's about six of them. <laughs> and um, then the, the, this week, each of the chair of the silo committees are meeting to determine how to actually allocate the funds that we've allocated to them to all the requests that they have, uh, including member projects. So that, that'll happen uh, through, I guess, probably Wednesday or maybe Thursday at the latest. And whatever they can't agree on, because every, every, every item has to be agreed to by both the House and the Senate. Uh-huh. So if there are things that they can't agree on, say the House wants one, one uh, program or one budget item different than the Senate and vice versa, then we call bump it up to the chair. So the appropriations chair of the House and the Senate will meet Thursday and Friday to see if they can iron out the differences. And then uh, whatever's left will be, uh, um, we say bumped up to me and the speaker, and we'll make the final decisions over the weekend so that we can have the budget um, uh, approved by us uh, so that it can be typed up, printed up, and made available for members to review so that we could vote on the budget next Friday. We have to um, have a 72-hour period for the budget to be out there before we can vote on it. So uh-huh. that's where we stand. Sounds like everything's on, on track and on, uh, on time. Yes. That's outstanding. So there's a constant, uh, controversial case. The Supreme Court yesterday is looking at cases uh, against uh, social media companies. Uh, about, this is uh, Florida and Texas that would remove content, uh, bar tech companies from removing content on their social media sites that could be seen as political and banning accounts based on viewpoints they share, even if they violate uh, user agreements. Uh, so we're taking a position on this. I was wondering if you'd be willing to comment. Well, I think they're, they're, that's a, right now a federal issue, or it will be a federal issue. We have a uh, our own issue here in Florida, which is um, the speaker uh, passed a, a, we passed a bill last week that would ban all um, people under the age of 16, 16 and under, I mean under 16 from um, accessing social media. Uh, right now, federally, 13 and under are prohibited. So we, the bill we passed would add those two. Um, the governor has that bill, and the million-dollar question is, is he going to sign it or veto it? He has expressed concerns about it, mm-hmm. um, we, and I'm not sure where we're going to go with it. I didn't realize there was an age limit uh, on a federal basis. Are you saying the uh, p- 
people under the age of 13 are not allowed to use social media? Uh, yeah, the, the, well, certain there's certain certain types, yes. I did not realize. That's so interesting. So uh, all we would be doing here in the state of Florida is increasing the age. Uh, right. To, uh, would it be to age 15? Yes, through, until you're 16. Until you're 16. Uh, that, it, you know, it's a, it's a very difficult issue because uh, the governor, this, uh, this is an absolute, our bill is an absolute prohibition. The governor wanted to allow for parental permission. Uh, the speaker feels very strongly that uh, it should be an absolute because parents really don't pay attention. Uh, and they can, the bill does allow uh, kids to, uh, to, or parents to allow kids to be on their accounts. The reason that the uh, speaker didn't want these kids to have their own accounts is that they're to be targeted, you know, when they know that they're young, <laughs> they target them. And he's very concerned about the, all the, um, the problems. He, he actually likens social media to digital fentanyl. I, I would agree with him on that. And however, how would you possibly enforce this law? I mean, it was... well, that's, that's, well, the, most of the penalties are uh, aimed at the at the uh, social media company. So if they if if there's a complaint or whatever, they would have significant um, significant uh, fines and et cetera. Interesting. So, well, that, it is a controversial rule, but uh, quite frankly, I think it's good for the. To, to have kids off of social media until they're 16, I think, is a good idea. Whether you can make it do it through laws, I have no idea. But it is an interesting concept. It is. It's a, it's a very difficult issue. It is indeed. So what else is hanging fire for you? Uh, well, you know, the bills are dying. You know, we've pretty much finished up all the committees. So there are a number of bills that didn't make it. People are trying to add their bills to other bills. It's a uh, it's a it's a very tense period, but you know, like I, I last night I was at the Capitol till ten thirty, wow. and I'm I'm uh, headed back there now. It's it's just, there's just a lot going on. I just really appreciate your taking time with our audience uh, again, Kathleen Passan of our Florida State Senate President. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo, uh, former. Radio personality in Madison, Wisconsin. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Thanks so much for listening to The Bob Harden Show. Are you seeking new customers or contacts for your business? Why not promote your business to our loyal listeners? Join Johnson's Air Conditioning, Blue Provence, the Collier Senior Center, Lulabee's Diner, and many others who've been advertising on the show, in many cases, for years. The rates are reasonable, and there's no required long-term commitments or contracts. Let me help you promote your business to our loyal listeners here on The Bob Harden Show. Visit the website, bobharden.com, or send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. That's bobharden at hotmail.com. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Tim Garrett, candidate for Cuyahoga County Supervisor of Elections. Tim's a 33-year resident of Cuyahoga County, a military veteran, a retired sheriff's officer, and a graduate of the FBI National Academy. He stands for Safe, Secure, Ethical Elections in Cuyahoga County. Vote for Tim Garrett and check out his website, votefortimgarrett.com, paid for by Tim Garrett. 
Republican for Cuyahoga County Supervisor of Elections. Coming up, going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Left Scouts. Right now, we have uh, we're going to find out what's new with Boo Boo Mortensen, former pers- radio personality in Madison, Wisconsin. Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, it's my pleasure, Bob. And I have to say, things always—if you think things are bad now, things can always get stranger. This falls in the strange category. Have you read that the new uh, National Baseball League? uniforms after years of research, design, redesign. They made the uniforms, the players are out on the field, and they are transparent. Meaning? You can see through the, they're not, they're not, uh, they're transparent. Uh, The uniforms are see-through. Are you kidding me? I did not know that. I knew the I knew the players didn't like them. They they did a complete rehaul of uh, of these of the uh, of the uniforms, and uh, it reminds me of a Seinfeld uh, episode one time when George was uh, redesigned the Yankee uniforms, <laughs> and the players didn't didn't like them. It's it's like a, it's a, like a Seinfeld episode. Oh my God! Of course, I guess they're heavy. So they made, uh, you know, more of a space-age material. They used to have the embroidered name and the embroidered number on it, which added weight and uh, another layer of, of uh, heat onto it. So now they're silk screened, but they made the name and the number of the player too small, way too small, and they are so thin that they are transparent. You see their underwear. <laughs> Or if they don't have underwear, that's just as revealing as well. Well, or their jock strap, or whatever they may be wearing. Exactly, not a good look on the baseball field. No, it isn't. So, what do you know? What precipitated this? Why? Why did baseball do this? Uh, I think the ba- players were con- uh, complaining about how hot uh, and unbreathable the old uniforms were. Huh. And they said, you got to redesign them. I think they went to, I don't know, Nike or Adidas, one of those two companies. So they put all their, uh, industrial designers on it, spent years, made the uniforms, rela- uh, rolled them all out. And they are a catastrophe. Well, and no doubt they spent millions and millions of oh, dollars of on, on the entire process. It's such a funny thing to me because, you know, you get consultant in, have them give you some uh, ideas, and uh, you end up paying millions of dollars, and nobody likes the result. It's more typical than than most people think. Apparently, yeah. So stay tuned. The next time you watch a baseball game, see if they talk about the uniforms. I'm sure they will. Well, uh, you know, spring deal. training is is uh, kicked off. On are they wearing the new uniforms in spring training? I believe so. Interesting. Well, I have to take yeah. a, take a look at that. It should be very interesting indeed. But okay, so now I've got another thing. This this is a silly idea, but actually, it's a pretty good idea. All right, in America right now, there are sixty million of us that are sixty five and over. Sixty million—it's a lot of people. Yeah. Thirty-seven million. 37 million or over 70. So, and Jeopardy, I don't know if you still watch Jeopardy. Jeopardy's been on for, I don't know, 30 years. And the questions are hard. Mm-hmm. And people our age, you know, especially Biden and Trump have certainly exhibited this. It's called anomia, where you cannot remember names of things, names of people, or names of places, you know, it's just kind of out of your grasp. You right. kind of think, oh, my God, I can see the person, but I can't come up with their name. You know, we all have that. Well, you it know, and what's we have dementia. It's, just, it's called anomia. Not, I had no idea, but I, I will tell you this. I, I tend to phase in and out of that. Sometimes I do great, and sometimes I can't remember anything. No, no. I, I was with a friend last night. I've known her for 30 years. She's from Madison. I went to go introduce her. I couldn't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel alone. You're not well. Of oh, course, we God. all have anomia. Is that what you call it? Anomia. Anomia. Yes. A n o m i a. It's not dementia. Huh. It's just this inability uh, to describe an object or detail, or or you know, you use hand gestures. You can't think about. You know, you're like, oh my god. So, for instance, if we had an anomia je- jeopardy. There would say, okay, who was the prime minister 
of Great Britain in World War II. Well, Winston to, Churchill. Exactly. But see, because we've got anomia, rather than say Winston Churchill, we'd say, who was the fat, ball guy who smoked a cigar <laughs> and made a V with his fingers? <laughs> Uh, so, well, I appreciate you bringing that up and putting a label on it because it, I tell you, sometimes it just plagues me. You end up saying, you know, do you remember, what's his name? He's a friend of, you know who. <laughs> exactly, and he's married to, uh, uh, what, what's her name, the blonde? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it happens to all of us. I guess it's it's a, a fairly common occurrence, but, or you're trying to, Oh, I don't know. It happens all the time. In fact, the older you get, the more often it happens. Usually it has to do with names, don't yeah. you think? Names, cities, things like that. So so do you watch Jeopardy? You know, Bob, or Lauren and I used to watch it quite a bit. And, you know, it's I, I'm an abject failure at Jeopardy. The questions, I didn't even understand half the questions. Hmm. And they're so fast with the answers. Yeah. I mean, if I would watch an hour of Jeopardy, I could maybe come up with two answers. Uh-huh. That's like a failure. Huh. It, well, it's been years since I've watched it. Uh, the guy that used well, to... Well, you and Linda should sit and watch it, and it's it makes you feel like a dodo. <laughs> well, I got enough things going on in my life that <laughs> feel like a dodo, but... Uh, that aside, uh, you know it, uh, and uh, I, it, they've got a new host, don't they? The, the other guy retired. Yes, Alex Trebek uh, died of no. oh. uh, pancreatic cancer, and then there was a big argument about who was going to be next, back and forth, back and forth, and they've. I think they have. I think it's settled down. I haven't watched it. I think his name is Jennings. Huh. First as his first name, and he's like. He was like the superstar of Jeopardy of all time. You know, he's answered the most and made the most money on it. And he's like a genius. It's amazing. And to produce a show like that costs almost nothing. You pay the host. You have some guests that come in. They participate, I would guess, for nothing except for the, the prize money that they, uh, that they win. So the production costs of that type of a thing, are their costs are very low. And yet I'm sure it just rakes in all kinds of dough. Oh, it's got to be a money-making machine. That and Wheel of Fortune. That's the one I was thinking of. Was Wheel of Fortune? I I've forgotten. How, how do the two games differentiate? Can you do you do you know? Well, Wheel of Fortune, you spin that wheel with Vanna White. Yeah, Vanna you know, White. When she walks around, and then the, you guess the different uh, letters that go in, and then you like uh, cow jumped over the moon. Gotcha. You know, so you've got to put enough words so you can guess cow jumped over the moon gotcha um jeopardy has different categories and like say state taxes capitals uh you know world war ii generals you know all these different categories and then depending on uh you know you can go easy which you don't make much money and then they get harder for like say 100 points and it's all timed you know you have to do all this within a you know, you're trying to beat out everybody else and come up with the answer first. So interesting. Well, it's it's a fun thing, I'm sure, and uh, you can. Yeah, I would imagine you can learn a lot if you sit down and and uh, participate mentally in the process. Oh, I think you do. I mean, and you know, I notice they don't have very senior citizens. They have college students. They have you know people that sign up from all of it, but very rarely do you see a senior citizen on it. You know because why? Because of Anamia. Anamia, that's exactly... <laughs> How do you think Joe Biden or Trump would do? <laughs> I mean, Trump is a little dingy himself. Well, he's... He's but, getting the world leaders confused. Well, he he's, he, he is he is so... Uh, I'll tell you what, he is. He's goes to court, he flies up to uh, Washington, D.C. He's all over the place doing all kinds of things. He has. He's just the energetic, energetic bunny. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He, he, well, he probably takes naps, but why do you think you don't ever see Melania? I, I don't think she wants to participate. I think she likes to. She prefers her private life. She likes being a mother. Uh, that I think it's just he just respects her, her preferences. Yeah, I guess at some point I think she might have to show up, right? Well, she has in the last couple. I think the last couple of days she's uh, come out of the shadows, so to speak, and uh, I think. 
she she might be demonstrating some interest in in participating, but uh, class act, I'll tell you, she's just a really remarkable woman. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay, I've got another Jeopardy question for you. Okay. All right. He played, this guy played center field for 15 years in the Bronx and was known as the Yankee Clipper. Yeah, that was uh, Gil, uh, no, you know, I'm drawing a blank. I know, I know exactly who it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would say, if you had a mind, you'd say he's Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. But now with Anamia, you'd say, well, who was the player who wore the same number as a perfume, five, and was married to the actress who was also married to that playwright with the name of the light beer? <laughs> Boo, it's always a pleasure to get your thoughts and on the here on the See, show. Don't you feel better about yourself? <laughs> yes, I do. I really appreciate your commentary. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. My pleasure. All right. We're going to have uh, more here on the Bob Harden Show on the uh, Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children, with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. School choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal was the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. In a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us Seton Motley. He's the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Seton. See, I wanted to start off with a, I, I don't know if you've uh, seen this column. New York Times disclosed yesterday that the CIA built 12 secret spy bases in Ukraine. Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, you know, it goes in line with the dozen or so bioweapons labs we have there. Yeah. It, it, goes, it goes with the very many self-enriching globalist scams DCs and, 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 the, and the Western elite have been running through Ukraine for years and years and years. And what this shows to me is that the Western elites will run Ukraine into the meat grinder until Ukraine is nothing but pulp. Yeah. Zero talk of ceasefires, zero talk of peace deals, zero chance of Ukraine winning, all to cover their own asses. Apparently, uh, apparently there's, a wor- there's a word for that behavior, uh, Bob, it starts with an E. Yeah, 
it's 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 egregious. I'll tell you, the CIA director uh, John I'm Brennan. I'm with evil, but egregious is good too. Oh, evil! <laughs> yeah, he visited uh, Kiev in uh, 2014. Apparently, they've been running kind of a shadow government in Ukraine by the United States uh, for the yeah. last ten years. Yeah, we 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 overthrew a duly elected U uh, Ukrainian government that was pro-Russia. Right. Right after the election, Obama's CIA took him out, set up this globalist stooge government with Zelensky's predecessor, and he's basically been running the show ever since. We find out yesterday that Navalny died of natural causes per the Ukrainian government. Putin didn't kill him. He had a blood clot and he died, yeah. apparently. Because um, let's face it, the Ukrainian intelligence service is our intelligence service. Hello, 12 CIA offices there. Um and so if even they're admitting that Navalny died of natural causes, he died of natural causes. Yeah. Putin didn't kill him. Well, and and, go ahead. Now I was going to say, you heard also that uh, uh, the, uh, 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 well, let's call it CIA or the Ukrainian intelligence tried to take out Tucker Carlson. That's another nice little wrinkle. Now, I always, you know, suspend uh, belief. Uh, I mean, it could be Putin running a scam and arresting some poor schmo and saying Ukraine paid him $4,000 to kill Dr. Carlson. Um, that being said, I mean, because remember, <laughs> Putin scanned the U.S. government out of several billion dollars yeah. when they had that alleged guy that was going to overthrow Putin, remember? Yeah. Uh, it was the, it was the uh, head of the, I can't remember his name, but he was head of the militia that was working in Africa. And they brought it, the, the, the CAA thought they'd, turned him, and he was going to overthrow Putin, and then he went into Russia, and his entire forces just dissipated into the ether. <laughs> they paid him billions of dollars, yeah. and then he ended up dead. <laughs> so I think Putin may have pocketed that money. Um, so this may be a put-on. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it certainly played, you know, and, and, and again, if it's the Ukrainian intelligence service trying to kill Tucker Carlson, it's not the Ukrainian intelligence service. Right. It's the U.S. intelligence service. So just take, and, taking a step back, though, I mean, the how uh, corrupt everything is. I mean, it's our, our intelligence agencies, we should be able to trust them. And you know what we're learning is that we have been able to trust them for years. Well, I always point to, we, we probably never could trust the FBI. Because who set up the FBI? J. J. Edgar Hoover. Hoover. Yeah. Who had files on government officials for 30 years and kept his job for 30 years. Right. So from the outset, it was corrupt. He was holding his power and, and wielding the F power of the FBI for nefarious rather than good aims. Right. From its inception, he helped found it. So I'm not sure we could ever trust any of these agencies. I'm starting to feel like the American Indians in a way. Yeah. Um, every time I'm told something by the government, it turns out to be a lie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm I'm you know I'm not surprised by this. Um, and again, we also heard unilateral stories that that Trump's CIA under what's his name tried to kill um, Julian Assange in England. Yeah, I heard that as well. I just, so I mean, I'm hence Belize, Bob. Hence Belize, but for our listeners' benefit, for for those that don't know. Uh, uh, Seton has been living in Belize now for about a year, I guess, huh? Over, over about 14 months. Wow. And how are things in Belize? Spectacular. There's a, there's a corrupt government, but it's tiny. And there's, <laughs> in, in, in the U.S., the federal government is huge and corrupt. And plus, there are 50 state corrupt governments, 2,000-plus county corrupt governments, and 5,000-plus corrupt city governments. There's none of those in Belize. It's one small corrupt federal government who you, 99% of the time you don't even know is there. I would suppose most of the corruption is transactional, though. You pay off a... Pay a oh, it's spectacularly honest. It, there's an honesty to their dishonesty. Yeah. Uh, my, the guy that built the apartment under the house I'm in, which I've already rented out to a nice woman from the, the state of Virginia, a fellow Virginian like myself, um, he said, yeah, I always know when my permit guy needs some money because my permits stop getting approved. I go in, I give him a couple hundred beliefs, and all my permits are approved. <laughs> and by the way, the money's two to one. Two Belize dollars is one U.S. dollar. Meanwhile, when I built my house in Collier County, 
I conservatively estimate I wasted $100,000 because the entire government's in on the scam, and the plumbers go and bribe them and say, mandate all these plumbing requirements, and then the electricians go and bribe them and say, mandate all these electrical requirements, and all of a sudden I'm spending $100,000 I don't need to spend on my house. Yeah. I'd much rather bribe the guy to $100 and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> no question. Hey, by the way, I just want to promote uh, your your latest column. Shocker, the biggest impediment to U.S. dealing with China, D.C. Well, and this gets us to this gets us back to Russia. The reason we've been, you know, Brady Bunch, Russia, 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 Marsha, 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 is because they needed boogeyman distraction to avoid to to distract us from the fact that the actual geopolitical threat, which is China, right. has bribed all of D.C. And therefore, D.C. is doing nothing about it at all. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, again, the description of uh, the news is, uh, let's put a shiny object out there and talk about it so the people don't talk about what really counts. Oh, ancient Rome, bread and circuses, Bob. Yeah, just, uh, it's so dis disappointing. But irrespective, that's where we are right now, and uh, hopefully... In uh, November the 5th, we'll have some, some new government in, and hopefully uh, we'll see some positive changes. Uh, that, would be, that would be a miracle, but yes. Um, <laughs> uh, there's, I mean, if the CIA and the FBI and the government's been corrupt for decades, I'm not sure an election's going to help. I hate to be a total downer, but no. I, think, I think we're beyond elections at this point. Uh -huh. Hence police. Hence um, police, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, I encourage you to t take a look at his column, and you can uh, get take a look at all of his stuff. You can read it. Go to lessgovernment.org, lessgovernment.org. You can also follow, follow Less Government on Facebook. Seton, always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. My pleasure, indeed. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And now just completing a 44,000-square-foot performing arts center in downtown Naples. It's going to be absolutely fabulous. First performance, by the way, is on November the 1st, and you can find out more and get tickets for some upcoming performances by going to the uh, website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Linda Harden. She's my beautiful wife. She also, coming up her birthday. <laughs> it is my birthday week. It's birthday week. And uh, 
as well as extremely well informed around what's going on around around the world. What what's on your mind right now? Everything that's going on, it's the the news is coming out like a fire hose. And oh, by the way, um, this week and and the upcoming couple of weeks are going to be lit. Yeah. Because of. Uh, the Michigan isn't the Michigan primary today. It is. It is because they're just not promoting it a lot. But yeah. but uh, Trump's victory in South Carolina and Nikki Haley is just she's losing money from her donors, and uh, that's that's one story. Yeah. Uh, the other story is the um, Biden and how inept he is, and now Ken Buck, who who's. I don't know. I don't know how you Steve describe him. Congressman from Total uh, Rhino from uh, Colorado. Colorado, and he's now he's calling for for Biden to be rude, removed by the Twenty Fifth Amendment, which, by the way, is a good idea. And um, I told you, Jack Prosobic, from the inner workings that he's heard from the White House, is that they're pushing for that. Um, what else is on my mind? Oh, there's a new recall order, a new recall for, said for Gavin Newsom, yeah. and. He's shocked. What shocked face on him? He's going out doing everything but being the governor of California, and now the people are getting fed up. So they want him booted out. Um, again, the bio labs in in Ukraine. The fact that the that the Democrat Party, Chuck Schumer, all these um, Mitch McConnell, all these people are just running around with their hair on fire trying to. Uh, push forward the $60 billion to Ukraine, and, yeah. and there are so many people trying to stop it now. They don't know what to do. It's whack-a-mole times 10. Well, I, well, I think what they ought to do, right, quite frankly, is just tell Biden, look, just get the border under control. You you uh, created this problem with executive orders. You can solve the problem with executive orders. First of all, recreate, stay in Mexico. Second of all, get the uh, Mexican militia to come up and guard the border, 28,000 people. You know, you just re-implement everything that you destroyed that Donald Trump had in place, and then we'll talk about Ukraine. Well, but, but, but the narrative that they're pushing and the media is pushing is, wait, 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 we need to, the Republicans aren't cooperating. We need to pass legislation, which, oh, by the way, includes the $60 billion to yeah. Ukraine, so we can push forward. And, and anybody with a brain at this point is saying, excuse me, but you don't need that. You've got all the powers that, I, I, I can't even say how stupid this is. Because, like you said, Trump put these these orders in place. Biden has every every means at his hands without legislation being passed to shut the border down today, and, and he won't do it. He doesn't need any additional funding, need to sim simply complete the wall. He, and the other things that we talked about, and uh, then, and quite frankly, I think uh, Johnson, Speaker Johnson should simply say, you get the border under control, and then we'll talk. And, Otherwise, and, forget it. And oh, by the way, you know, now they're, they're awfulizing once again ad nauseum about, oh, we're going to have to shut down the government. We're going to have to shut down the government. Shut it down. I agree. Shut it down. I mean, who what, cares? You can't go to a, <laughs> we can't go to a monument? Yeah. So, yeah. and? What, what is it? The, 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 the non-essential workers can't go to work? So if they're non-essential, why are they even there? Exactly. So it, it's, it's just... You know the stuff with Tucker Carlson that he's he's revealing all this this and news. And by the way, if you're not seeing Tucker Carlson's interviews, it's really he's a real truth teller. I, I just strongly encourage you to visit uh, X, I guess it would be, or you can visit TuckerCarlson.com. And by the way, he's putting his stuff out in Rumble now too. Oh, is he really? Well, the 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 vigilant. Um, oh, I can't remember the website, but but uh, somebody is posting all of his his. A product on on Rumble now. Rumble is is amazing. Yeah, Rumble is amazing. And then all this stuff. Oh, by the way, that's coming out. Ed Dowd uh, testified before Congress yesterday about these these deaths that keep piling up due to the due to the vaccine. Um, I saw one report that said there's been uh, uh, nine deaths from the vaccine for every one death because of the virus. Right. Right. Exactly. And and. The government is trying to silence these people because the government was involved. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, here's the deal. Our government doesn't care who dies as long as their narrative is promoted and what they're doing is, and their, the money laundering and all, all that stuff is, is continued on, which, is, it, which should scare the living daylights out of everyone. Yeah, the, the problem we have right now is the government is uh, perpetuated uh, in order to provide uh, power for the power uh, elite, 
for the people that are in power right now, as opposed to the people in power uh, uh, serving at as at the will of the people. In other words, uh, it should be protecting the people from harm, from both internal and external predators, protecting us and then uh, keeping us safe and and uh, 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 enforcing our laws. Instead, what they do is they they actually lawbreakers. So the interesting news out now, because we're, we're almost running out of time, but more firehose news is Fannie Willis case in, in Georgia, which is blowing up before our eyes. That's, that is just, uh, Trump's lawyers got a hold of all of her text messages and her, her lovers, Nathan Wade's text messages back and forth, which proved beyond the shadow of a doubt that they lied through their teeth under oath. Yeah. So that's, and then now Trump is appealing that, that um, ridiculous uh, ruling by that judge. Engron, yeah. Which, which is totally against the Constitution. And, oh, by the way, Violating his Eighth Amendment rights for a fair trial with uh, not imposing uh, unreasonable penalties. And, oh, by the way, we're still waiting for the the Supreme Court to rule on a number of things, including the Colorado uh, trying to take Trump off the ballot, um, all this, and why the Supreme Court is dragging their feet. They should have have, uh, decided the day after that was uh, Mm -hmm. argued in front of them, nine to nothing, that that's unconstitutional. What is wrong with our justice system? It is absolutely scary that these people are just getting away with murder, with murder. Yeah, to say the least. I mean, just think about uh, what's happening in uh, Ukraine with the United States government and uh, people going in and uh, taking over the government and ha- creating a shadow government in Ukraine uh, since the 2014. And now you, you see the life of. Tucker Carlson and others being threatened in Valdi. It just makes you wonder. I can't, I can't wait since the CIA story came out in the New York Times about this whole um, shadow war at Victoria Newland. John Brennan was at the spearhead of this whole thing, putting this together right. um, in order to create a war so all this money could be laundered. The Ukrainian, uh, these people are killing their own people in order to push this thing forward. The sins of these people know no bounds nope. they know no bounds and it doesn't matter and they don't care and they never thought uh it would be found out can i just say something real quick too sure. uh, something uh, that that trump said at a couple different occasions which i thought was very telling and i've seen it on social media as well um including the 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 rant steve bannon gave at cpac this weekend but uh, when, when Trump won the South Carolina primary, and he said to Henry McMaster, who's the governor of South Carolina, he says, you know, I need to get in office sooner than November 5th. It needs to be sooner because our, he says, uh, he says Governor, can't, we see, can't you do something to, so you get in sooner? Meanwhile, jo- uh, Steve Bannon is ranting, saying, Biden needs to be arrested and thrown in Guantanamo or some some such thing because he's illegitimate. He does he's he's the illegitimate president. Trump is the real president. So all these snippets are coming out from all over saying that Trump is the real president. And can I just remind you of the motorcade that we saw? I can't remember where, but Trump's motorcade is way longer than Joe Biden's ever could be. And he's got more Secret Service protection than Joe Biden does. It makes you wonder, doesn't it? It does indeed. And you don't see anybody flipping uh, Donald Trump off (laughs) on the parade. By the way, can you just imagine after Donald Jr. got that letter with white uh, powder in it and that death threat? Can you imagine how, you know, Trump was really, is really, and continues to be angry with Adam Schiff for saying that that his sons will go to jail. Yeah. Can you imagine? I would not be on the want to be on the wrong side of Donald Trump for anything, anything. Linda, I always appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank By the you. way, we had a nice dinner at Blue Provence last Yes, night. we did. It was wonderful. It was a birthday, one of the birthday week dinners. Absolutely. Thank you, Linda. You're welcome. Well, that's a wrap here in today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got some great guests lined up for tomorrow, including Bob Levy, Chairman Emeritus of the Cato Institute, and Andrew Joppa, Professor and Author of Josephus of Oz. I really appreciate your listening to the show, and if you enjoyed it, I hope you pass the word on to your friends and acquaintances. It's one of the ways we build our relationship and also support our advertisers, and we can't do the show without them. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks.
so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.